Hi, it's Chris Watkin here, and I'm joined by John McKenna, who's recently, about a year ago, joined the UMove franchise. And you were before actually quite a senior area role, regional role, in Countrywide. So today I want to ask you, what the hell did you give all that up for to start your own estate agency? So thank you for joining me today, John. Oh, it's a pleasure, Chris. Nice to meet you. Good stuff, good stuff. So, John, when did you become an estate agent? So, uh, Chris, I, I became an estate agent um, in 1996. Wow, you must have been a child. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I was 25. Thanks, but, uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, back in 96, um, applied for a role of uh, trainee branch manager at uh, Man & Co in Maidstone. Yes. Uh, which I got. Um, so. Uh, what did you do before? Uh, lots of different things, Chris. I've a bit of a checkered, uh, checkered career history. Um, uh, I probably I landed um, in Barclays Bank in Maystone uh, in their standing orders and direct debits team. Um, I did that for about three years, uh, but in but I wanted to get into sales. Uh, and actually, we were actually working in an office block uh, rather than uh, in, the, in, the, in the high street branch. And um, so Barclays had one floor, and then underneath there was a telemarketing company um, which I used to go and work in in the evening so I finished at five in in, uh, in Barclays walk down the flight of stairs and then go and work in the telemarketing team uh, which uh, was my route into sales because actually it's all phone work. Um, Did you do that because you wanted to earn more money or uh, what? It, it was, it was um, a bit of both so I obviously got, well, got paid more money um, for doing a sort of almost like a, a double shift uh, uh, <laughs> doing a um, day and, uh, and evenings and weekends as well at the telemarketing company. But it was also really more of a, a, a route into sales because actually it was it was all telephone work. Uh, it started off actually doing um, surveys. Uh, I proved a bit of a talent for speaking to people on the phone. Uh, so they, they quickly then got me on to actually booking uh, booking conferences and things like that. So I would, I would basically, uh, one of the jobs was phoning up um, people in Newcastle or builders in Newcastle um, uh, and inviting them along to a trade conference, um, phoning up cold from the Yellow Pages and booking him that way. So that was one of the jobs that I did and that actually served me well to um, become an estate agent. Was it genuinely, you were in your early 20s and you thought I need to get better at sales or was it really a case of well, I'll try and earn myself a bit of extra cash? Uh, no, I really wanted to get into sales. Okay. Uh, Why? So, um, uh, they had a better earning potential. Um, I was quite good at talking. I have a genuine interest in people as well. Um, so combining the two, um, I mean, I could get into a professional And what, and what made you think, I'm going to go into a state agency? I mean, you know, let's be honest, uh, in, in the mid-90s, a state agency was on its arse. Uh, I, was, I was looking to get into sales in general. The opportunity to, put, to get into a state agency came up. I was, uh, although was I was 25. Was, I was it sales because you wanted more, more money or you were good with people or both? Uh, more money was the main driver. Um, but but I had you know, I was I was good at talking to people, so it was like kind of a a, a, a natural route into that. Also, um, there's no um, there's no uh, cap on earning potential. If you're good at sales, you can go quite far, and actually that will also you know determine. What did your... you like to spend your money on at that time as a, someone in their mid early mid twenties? Fast cars and fast women, and the rest you wasted. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. No, it's, it's to be honest with you. Um, so the first year I was there, uh, so I was 25, I was living in rented accommodation, I actually lived in a shared house in Maystone uh, with lots of other young people, which was quite good fun. Uh, I lived there for about two or three years. 
Um, uh, but then after my first year um, uh, in the States, I had enough money to uh, put down a, as a deposit on the house. Uh, and then, you know, like normal life, uh, you know, uh, um, started really. So, okay. so pretty... So Manicow are part of a countrywide group, so if memory serves you well, is that right, isn't That's it? That's right, yeah. Yep. So when did you actually make branch manager? Uh, after that first year. So, so, uh, so I was an assistant branch manager, I was, assistant, I was a, um, a trainee manager uh, in Maystone. Uh, I outperformed all my targets, uh, an opportunity to run a branch in Sheerness came up, um, which uh, I applied for and, and got. Uh, so I started in June in '96 in Maystone, and by July '97 I was the branch manager of Manicow Shines. Okay, how did that make you feel? Uh, uh, brilliant. Um, you know, felt like that um, uh, I felt that I had actually arrived in the right industry, the right career, and actually I knew that right from the very beginning. So the very first day uh, in in Maystone, uh, about half past nine, um, there a new person they put you down the front. Uh, and I remember turning around about half past nine, seeing all my, my new colleagues, um, hearing the conversations that they were having, and just realizing that I'd actually finally arrived in the right environment. Uh, and, then, and then it was... What did you love about the state agency? Uh, uh, back then, it was just very exciting. You know, just, it was just completely different. You know, it was, I've, I've never really thought that it's actually been work. Um, you know, it's always been, it's always been, been good fun. You're, you know, you're, I remember you know, driving out in, uh, in July, along the, the, uh, the Tunbridge Road in Maystone about midday. I think I was going to pick up some keys and I'm driving there and I've got my sunglasses on and I'm thinking, this is work? This can't be, you know. Bearing in mind, I just spent three years in, a, in, a, in an office block. Doing, uh, doing standing orders and direct debits. Doing standing orders and direct debits. Oh, awful. Yeah, awful. So, so, so it was, it, back then it was, it was super exciting. Okay. So um, how long were you at Sheerness for then? So I was in Sheerness for a year. Uh, uh, we did all right. Um, uh, did alright, um, uh, well did really well actually, um, and then uh, the opportunity to run uh, Manico Chatham, which was, a, which was a much bigger branch, came up. Um, so again, I applied for that uh, and was given that opportunity there. Okay. And how long were you at Chatham for? Uh, Chatham was there for five years. Okay, so that was late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, that was, okay. uh, that was, that was, um, that was phenomenal really. What was it like working for Countrywide at that time? Uh, it, was, it was really good. Yeah, really good. Um, uh, it's always big family people, so you know they didn't take prisoners, but yeah, but it was like a, who, I mean, who was your boss at the time? Who was the big? It was Mike Ansel, was the manager director. Uh, so he had a, he's got a superb um, uh, personal uh, personal way about him, isn't he? So so when you meet Mike, um, he makes you feel very much part of the team. Um, yeah, my area manager then was Jason King. Uh, they, they were really, really super supportive, um, uh, and. Um, but on the other side of that, then if you were doing well, they also left you alone. So the support was there, but if you needed it, you know, if you needed it, it was there. But if actually, if you were doing a good job, then they looked after you incredibly well, but also let, you know, they trusted in, in your ability to, to do the job. I'm with you, I'm with you. So what happened after Chatham then? Uh, so then um, I went to Dartford, which was a flagship branch. Okay. And I was there for eight years. Um, uh, again, that was absolutely phenomenal there as well. So I really enjoyed it. So that. now up to 2010. Yeah, that's yeah, about right. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're we're rocking and rolling. You're at the top branch. When did you make the move into being, you know, going out the branch and running running branches as like an area person? Yeah. So I went from um, uh, the my then area manager left, 
uh, and again, I applied for the role of, of his patch, which was um, from Dartford down to the Midway Towns, uh, uh, all man branches. Um, so I applied for that role and I got that. What was it like being an area manager compared to running your own branch at the time? How did you make that transition? Uh, I've, been, I've been working my way towards it anyway. Okay, so um, I was a, uh, an assistant um, assistant area manager anyway. So uh, I had experience in you know running managers meetings, um, you know driving performance uh, with other, with other branches as well. So okay. it was it was um, very much at that stage the next step. So you were heir apparent for that, and yeah, and you've been given training and support to get there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Did you enjoy making the move though? Um, Did you miss the, the branch? Uh, I didn't. I, I'd done it for such a long time. So I'd actually run a branch for 15 years. So it was it was time for me to move on. Um, if, I, if if I'm, if I, if I'm absolutely honest, because actually I did need the 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 new challenge, um, uh, just for my own personal development, really. Okay. Uh, so 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 I didn't miss it. Um, I was still involved in it very heavily, uh, but um, it was the right step for me to to make at that time. Okay. And how long were you in that area manager's role? Uh, I was, um, well, I left Countrywide uh, last November. So it was in it November 2019. 2019. We're filming this in December 2020. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so eight, nine years. Okay. okay. What point did you decide to yourself, being an area manager for Countrywide, or, you know, but in essence, a big corporate, wasn't fulfilling your needs? Uh, in the um, in the early stage, in the early days of being a, a, an area manager, regional manager, regional director, um, it was it was brilliant. You know, it was absolutely a fantastic job. You had quite a lot of autonomy. You could actually drive your business um, the way you wanted to. Uh, obviously, of course, you have you know, your, your trend lines. Or, or you know, you can, if you stay within these, you can run your business. But you were given that autonomy to do that. Um, over the last few years, though, that kind of um, Especially when we had the retail experiment and things like that. So we've got the Allison experience. Did, did things change in Countrywide at that time? Yeah, very much so. Yeah, so it started to become. Um, you weren't so much, uh, you know, driving your own business, but you were kind of. It was. They got a lot more control in there, and you end up reporting a lot more of the figures rather than actually driving the business itself. So, it 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 wasn't. It wasn't the same job. Was it the frustration of not being in control that was what made you think I need to do something different with my life? Uh, yes, uh, yeah, to, to, to a certain degree it was because actually you know the um, certainly in the in the early stages of of, um, of well, I said being a, a regional director you you had quite a lot of control and you could drive your business and then actually the constraints came in over the last few years and actually it was it was almost like trying to do your job with one one arm tied behind your back. What was your lowest point? Uh, Go on. Oh, the lowest point. Um, that was that's probably you know it was it was you know the last sort of sort of eighteen months. Um, I was I was you know seriously thinking about what direction I wanted to go in. Um, I'm you know I'm thinking about you know there was a, there's an awful lot of pressure in that role itself as well, which to a certain degree you know I'm thinking well yeah I can cope with that now, but will I be able to cope with that in five years time? Um, do, you, do you think you changed as a person in those last few years? Uh, Were you happy in yourself? Yeah, I was, no, no, I'm, I'm happy with me. <laughs> no, no, but, but in terms of you as as a boss, looking your staff in the eye, coming home miserable probably because you're being 
you were more like a bean counter than not actually making a difference. Yeah, it, it, like I say, the, the job had changed significantly. Um, so it wasn't um, I, I, it wasn't like I was able to support the the the, the branch and the teams, uh, the branch managers and the teams as well as I could have done in, in the past. And that and that that was unsafe and un, unsatisfying for me. But you. But the best way to change something is from within. Surely you could have stopped in corporate land and said, look, let's make a difference. Or is it just that wasn't going anywhere? It, it, it didn't strike me it was going in that direction. Um, you know, it may have changed now, but certainly, certainly um, you know, over a year ago, it really didn't look, look that way. Can you remember the day that you said, I need to, need to make a change to this? Uh, it was probably, um, when was that? It was probably uh, March... March last year, so March, March, 9, March 2000. 2000, yeah, yeah, okay. 2019. Um, I thought well, actually, do you know what this? You know, I, 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 um, there was a couple of things that had happened that um, that, that I noticed. There was a, a it was actually more. Um, I, I, I saw um, the uh, you know the franchise model, the you know the working, the remote working things like that were starting to come in, and, and actually running branches for uh, for countrywide, we were, we were running them with fewer and fewer people. Which was fine, and I was kind of thinking, well, actually, you probably don't need as many people these days. You don't need a branch of, you know, four or five, you know, uh, people in it to actually do the, do the same job. So I was glad there was there was that that, that I could see anyway. There was uh, Rob Bassett and Mark Holmes as well, had, who who were countrywide regional directors, did my role as well. Three years previous, had left to um, set their own new move franchise up, and they were doing really well. Uh, and I thought, well, uh, okay, well, I know those guys. You know, I've got similar sort of skill set, and they're doing really well maybe that's the direction I should be going in. So it was probably about March last year that I actually thought, actually, th there's something more out there. Did uh, you look at any time. other models compared to you move? Yeah. Which ones caught your eye? I'm pretty uh, honest. Well, no, I looked in at, a good way. No, no, I looked at um, Keller Williams, um, uh, Andrew Ben, who was uh, mm. a, a managing director for Countrywide. Top man. Um, you know, well, it was my, my um, uh, managing director. He's... Um, He's involved in sort of the Bromley uh, business there. So I had a conversation with him. Um, uh, wasn't I didn't I didn't I didn't feel that was the best one for me because um, I like the the U move proposition far better. What, what did you like about it? Uh, a cartoon sheep and some funny some funny colours. It seems quite weird if you don't mind me saying. It just it it, it felt. It had the feel of a traditional estate agency, but with an awful lot of tech support behind it, okay. uh, which, um, which, uh, which I could see. Yeah. Do you think you would have considered them if it hadn't been for your two old colleagues that had set up their own business a few years before? Um, possibly not. It was just the, it was the fact that they actually did catch my eye. And I, thought, okay, and I knew Rob uh, personally from, from Countrywide Days. Me and him have been on a few courses, so I knew Rob quite well. And um, so, so uh, seeing how successful he was, I thought, well, actually, do you know what? You know, but do you think he would have been successful irrespective of which model he went with? Uh, possibly. The, the appeal for me with, with you move, um, one of the biggest appeals was actually I could set my business up really swiftly. Uh, and that, and um, so, so knowing that I knew people had success in it already and, and then also knowing that I could set my business up really fast. I mean, did you have any fears about making that move? Because let's be honest, regional directors, regional managers, you know, you, you do get paid quite well. Uh, you know, you've got yeah. mortgage to pay for, car to pay for. Yeah. Um, How did you feel about that? The fact is that, you know, your, your fancy paycheck would be cut off. 
Uh, it was scary. Uh, it was, it's been, you know, and also this year has been a challenging year for that. Um, but um, I've always been a good estate agent. Uh, so I knew that, it, you know, my biggest concern was actually getting me in front of enough people to, to make my business work. Um, uh, and um, so that was that. That was my concern. Uh, not actually. Once I've once I've once I've started to build those relationships, my I would be fine. I'm not saying this of you, but I've seen quite a lot of, and spoken to, but especially off the record, area managers and regional managers, who've been out of a state agency for five, ten years, and got used to the cushy life. Yeah. Um, how did you find that passion to be able to hit the ground, proverbially go door knocking, but, you know, going back to basics? Well, um, it's interesting. If you're, when you are a, a, a regional director, area manager, um, you, you, you're trying to inspire people to do those roles, all the, you know, to do those jobs all the time. And, uh, and setting up my own estate agency business, um, although be under the banner of, of UMOVE, uh, I had to demonstrate to all of those people that if you do these, if you do, if you do the basics, um, then they, it is the basics. It is the it? basics. If you do the basics, uh, then your business will. Then you can you can have a very successful business. So, so um, so on the fifteenth of January when we opened, uh, I went out. I delivered leaflets. I knocked on doors. Uh, did all the things that um, that I know work, but I, but I, but, I, but I had a duty. My own self uh, self respect to, and also the and also the uh, the duty to those people that I just spent eight years eight nine years saying you need to do this to actually demonstrate to do it. So, so what would your message be to area managers without that sort of drive and why? Uh, I would say don't don't set your own business up um, because you need to do that. You know, it's uh, you know it's, if if you know it, if you don't, then it's um, it's a recipe for failure. I mean, you've been going now near as damn it a year. How's it going? Uh, it's gone fantastically well. I mean, is there anything you'd have done differently? Uh, no, not not necessarily. No, because because um, uh, it's a, it's a simple. You know, Statency is always simple. It's a simple model, isn't it? You, you need to drive market appraisals. Um, uh, if you focus on that. Then, then, then um, you're fine. So the f for the first year, it's been absolutely phenomenal. Um, and Are you happier? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because they work. It, it, it's um, one of the. Well, you, you mentioned earlier. Did you did you miss running a branch? Um, and uh, initially, no, I didn't. But actually, you you end up being quite far away from the actual customer, um, and actually getting back to to that, uh, actually helping people. Um, you know, helping people actually move and get, you know, get you know, achieve their goals is far more satisfying uh, than than running, you know, okay. uh, you know, a million and a half pound pipeline. And what support do you get from you move head office? Um, there's uh, there's as, is as much support as you want, um, uh, and there's as little as you need as well. Okay, so so for me, um, we have we have a, a performance director who I speak to once a month. Which is quite nice to just just, just to, to, to to touch in and make sure that you know um, I'm, I'm still on track. Um, also, also, um, also having having Chris there because uh, um, uh, you know you often if you're working on your own you can often be your own worst 
critic as well. And actually having someone saying, actually, Andrew, you're doing all right. Not, not, yeah, actually, I'm, yeah, thanks, Chris, I am doing all right. <laughs> Uh, does does make a bit of a difference on that as well. So so that's that's there. You've got the um, you've got the tech support guys, which is uh, which is a godsend. So if um, you know if something's not working, you can uh, fire off an email, make a phone call, and invariably they'll fix it swiftly, which is great. Um, the I don't have to worry about marketing. Yeah, I don't have to worry about what what my leaflets are going to look like that are going to go out in January because um, that's taken care of. Um, so so from that. So from, from that point of view, it's absolutely fantastic. So they kind of provide the framework for me to do my job. John, what's the future for you going forward? Um, you know, the, you're in your, what, 50? Uh, not quite. Late 40s? Yeah, 49, 50 in May. There you go. So you, <laughs> I'm, 50, I'm 50 about two or three weeks after you. There you go. How good's that? Um, what does the future look like? Um, um, it's the growing business, really. Okay, so um, I've, I've, I've had a phenomenal um, start to, to to this year, um, even with uh, you know a two-month break, uh, we're absolutely flying. The next thing is now to it, uh, we're only we're only scraping the surface of 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 the of the um, the, the postcodes that I had. Uh, so there's more that we can that we can do um, there, uh, but then also then we, then there's quite a large. You know, large town around me, which I, you know, so uh, Medway Town's um, mm -hmm. best part of 300,000 people living there, you know, and I've got 25,000 households. So there's more room to grow my business into into the rest of Medway as well. Um, and that's kind of what we'll be looking to do, certainly this year, um, and, uh, and and grow the business certainly over the next um, next eight years. So when I'm 58, then I can make a decision as to what I want to do. That's kind of the plan, really. Good stuff. Just before I go, John, what would your message be to any corporate area manager or regional manager who's in their 40s or early 50s and looking for another way to finish their estate agency career? Uh, my message, Chris, to any um, regional or um, area manager who's worked for a corporate estate agency who's unhappy uh, would be that if you feel you've still got the drive, determination and the passion to um, to run your own business, uh, then you should definitely, definitely give it a go. Thank you for your time today, John. You've been ex exceptional. Um, as with all Watkin uh, interviews, I hope anyone who sits on the Watkin sofa, you move, nor John has paid me a penny to be here. I do these interviews because I genuinely am interested in talking to people in the state agency. And um, as I said, I can confirm that no monies or consideration has been made. I'm on a mission to talk about the self-employed estate agency model. I do genuinely believe it is a fantastic model for the right people. And it's got to be the right people. It's not, for most, it isn't. It gives a great opportunity. So thank you for your time today. You've been an absolute star. Yeah, thank you.